0: Welcome to another edition of Riverland Footy Folklore brought to you by BJR Painting Services. Call Brody on 0418 127344 for all of your indoor and outdoor painting needs. Our guest today is one of the finest footballers to play in the Riverland during the 21st century. Uh, multiple Riverland and Eastern Zone rep, three time SA country captain, and all Australian country captain, a Riverland Sportsperson of the Year, and of course, Loxton football coach Lee Kruger.
1: How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be here.
0: School holidays, mate.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting time for yeah, me. A couple of beers
0: here, ready yeah. to go, and
1: two weeks planning time. It is Dillo. It's not holidays <laughs> for me. So... <laughs> That's what they always say, man. <laughs> um,
0: firstly, now, how's the the pandemic affected you and the and the Football Club? I imagine it'd be pretty frustrating because you guys are looking at being reasonable improvers this year.
1: Yeah, hugely disappointing. Like we, um, yeah, we did a lot of work in the off season to um, just you know regenerate our list a bit, uh, regenerate the enthusiasm around the footy club and. We had a lot of players returning who uh, had been obviously played for us in the past, but we'd also added a bit of a uh, bit of cream on that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Young William Gucci had a few mates that he'd been playing with um, that had yeah, signed on as well. So, um, you know, Remark were obviously going to be hard to catch, Remark and Wakery, but we thought uh, we had a side to really you know challenge those sides and you know be competitive every week. Whereas obviously last year we were pretty ordinary. It was hard work, but it's. Yeah it is what it is I suppose but yeah we, we are pretty disappointed um, but yeah back to square one I suppose.
0: Yeah that's it plan for 2021. Mm. Um, you mentioned last year obviously it's been probably a couple a couple of tough years as coach only one win last year. Can you tell our listeners what it's like as an A grade coach in a small town when the wins aren't coming because I'm you know I imagine it must be tough because you know the whole community wants to come along and, and see the Loxton Tigers win football games of football.
1: Yep yeah it sure is I mean it's um, you know, I'm, I've got a fair bit of pride in, in what I do And, um, you know, I sort of used do hear a few little whispers on the sides But you do take it a bit personally I mean, I try to, you know, in front of the group You certainly, um, you're always positive and upbeat And, uh, you know, that's all you can do it's, But, you know, away from the group You know, with my close peers And um, you sort of do let out a bit And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was, yeah, it was tough But, um, you know, without being positive I mean, where can you do, What can you do? If you, you sit there and rant and rave, well, blokes leave. Blokes get more disheartened, and I don't think you go. You're uh, going to go forward at all. So we we um, stuck it out, and credit to the boys. Actually, um, yeah, they all stayed positive. No one spat the dummy and left. Um, yeah, which was really a credit to them. Yeah. Uh, really, because it was a it was a tough year on the field.
0: And the positive though is that you have played a lot of kids in that time, and got games into them and and now hopefully 2021 they'll start to see the rewards for that.
1: Yeah that's exactly right you know some of these guys you know probably in all honesty probably didn't deserve an A-grade game of footy but um, you know we had no choice and to blood them it's you know long term hopefully you know it reaps reaps the rewards and um, you know some of those guys now have got their 20-30 games and I'd like to think once you get to 20-30 40 games you get a bit more consistent and you know you start really playing some good A-grade footy at the Riverland level.
0: A rewind now to your junior days. You grew up in beautiful Victor Harbour. Can't think of many nicer places to grow up than Victor, mate.
1: Yeah, mate. Cracking uh, cracking spot. Yep. Still love going back there and driving down the hill on the way in. Um, yeah, still got some close mates and uh, still keep a close eye on what goes on in Victor Harbour and the Great Southern Footy League in particular.
0: Yep. And you played for the Mighty Kangaroos as a junior. Were they a successful club when you were there?
1: Yeah, well, the senior side was. Um, the junior side never played in a flag. We played a few grand finals, always around the mark, but the senior side... Yeah, what I remember, we, were, we never lost. We won yeah. the eight out of ten premierships in the in the nineties, and so sort I of was, was lucky enough to sort of get on the back end of that. Uh, started to mix with some of those guys, but you know, just witnessed some of the the greats of SA footy. Play for Victor Harbour. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask us who were some of the guns that were playing around that time.
1: Yeah, probably the early days. Like we had like the Clayton Lambs. Um, you know, very good player Peter Maynard, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Hallahan. Um, But sort of the back end when I started to play, um, you know, the guys like Ross Gibbs, you know, an all-time great South Australian player. Um, Yeah, another guy, Brad Shields, a very successful um, key forward in the South Australian country footy. Um, Stuart McCulley was a great ruckman for Glenelg. Yeah, just Rowan War, Tony Cran, all all these guys, basically I was playing in a a league footy side, um, you know, at a young age. So I learned so much from those guys and yeah.
0: But you held your own because I understand you won a, a league best in Ferris while you were still a junior, is that right?
1: Not a league, a, a, an I'm a, sorry, grade, yeah. a grade. Best in so, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah I, was, I started playing, I started sort of training and just getting a sniff when I was about 15, 16, I sort of started playing, but I was playing Colts and A grade. Sometimes i just play A grade on its own, but then mm-hmm. yeah, as a 17 year old, I won the um, yeah won the best in Ferris. I actually tied it with a guy called Justin Brooks, played a bit of footy for um, Sturt, mm. and uh, unfortunately we went on. We come third that year, so we missed out. And uh, yeah, big disappointment, probably young uh, Shane, he was cloning back then. Yeah. Probably uh, cut us off a bit behind the footy when he was playing for Strath one day. and uh, Yeah, so, a bit disappointing, but yeah, I was it's just so lucky to play with some great players, and they instilled a lot of confidence in me, and um, yeah, I think uh, certainly wouldn't have had some successes uh, that I did if it wasn't for those guys.
0: So Victor Harbour, of course, is the, the heart of South Adelaide's regional zone, and after a couple of best and fairest with the Roos, you're off to the big smoke. What was the change like going from Victor to South Adelaide?
1: Yeah, well, I was, um, sort of had a little dabble there when I was in my junior, so I had tried to play on the 17s. Um, yeah, didn't quite cut it. I was a very reserved young sort of young kid, and I was very skinny. <laughs> I was only a little fella, but um, yeah, I um, sort of thought I'd go back. I thought I was better off to go back to Victor. I played under a guy called Max Bell. He was mm-hmm. an ex uh, Loxton. Footballer, uh, Riverland player, and he was he was just unbelievable to uh, play under. He taught me a lot, and I thought I was yeah probably gaining more out of playing, you know, junior football and senior football at Victor. But um, yeah, going down to South Adelaide, um, yeah, it was a bit cool because I sort of yeah I'd, I'd lost sort of interest a bit, mm-hmm. um, but then I had about another four other league clubs sort of say no, nah, come and have a crack. And uh, I went out to North Adelaide one night. Rodney Campbell, who was a, a guy that played at Victor, he was actually involved, assistant there at North. With Chris McDermott, but I got out there all stripped up, ready to go as a young kid, and they said, "No, nah, sorry, mate, you can't train because I must have signed a clearance or whatever it was back yeah. then for South Adelaide, so I couldn't actually train." But um, yeah, so I had a few clubs, sort of King, Glenelg, and Port Adelaide, and uh, but in the end, it was just it was just easier really just to go back to South Adelaide. And a guy called John Griffin, he was involved there as a skills coach and assistant coach, and uh, he lived at Victor Harbour and sort of assisted with the transport and and whatnot. So yeah, that's where I ended up. Yeah. Um, South's long been
0: a, a, guess a battler of the sample but what was it like when you were there because I think there were a couple of years there where they played finals and you would have yeah. played in some of those
1: yeah so yeah, when I got there sort of just a change of coach. so Greg Anderson had just uh, might have been there for a year or so mm-hmm. um, you know certainly not a really really um, yeah positive environment at the time but uh, you know he was certainly positive himself but just lacked, lacked wins and uh, yeah the first year I was there we struggled uh, we had Kim Costa just come back from the AFL, I think Clay Sampson, had just come back from the AFL, so it was, a, it was just a getting a little bit going, but then, from then on, crikey, we had some absolute gun teams where we absolutely belted sides in pre-season, first half of the year, and um, just probably lacked a little bit of professionalism, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was 06, um, we sort of knocked on the door for finals in then 06, um, yeah, we, uh, I think we had to I think we had to beat the well, oh, final game of the year yeah. to get in. And uh, we, we did that. So it was just pandemonium, really. Mm. At Adelaide Oval, we actually played that game and then um, played, I think, Port Magpies maybe first final. Yeah, that's uh, right. Beat them as beat well. Them as well um, yeah. And then uh, we were up against um, North North Adelaide, yeah. three-quarter time. And then Gil Hargroves and Alloway uh, just took big hangers and, and killed us. I remember. So we. <laughs> We probably should have <coughs> made the prelim, and um, yeah, we should have probably gone further. But sort of, I was struggling, to be honest. I had, I'd had a groin injury for about a month, and I could hardly run. So I was, yeah. I was just hanging on, and uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it was yeah, it's exciting times to be around, finally back in the finals. Because I reckon it had been maybe 15 years since South had played finals. So yep. yeah,
0: um, obviously at the end of 2006, you you were still in Adelaide, but your partner, Nadia, moved up here to the Riverland. Yep. Um, and decided to join the Tigers. So was it, were you chased by other clubs, or was it Loxton all the way, or?
1: Um, yeah, I certainly uh, briefly spoke to a couple of other clubs, but um, I had a cousin cousin playing at Barmer, Um so Obviously spoke to Loxton North, but, I mean, it's just, I was living in town. Um, the ex-president was just living over the back fence. Um, it was just convenient, really, yep. uh, why I ended up at Loxton, and, uh,
0: yeah. Was it... Oh, well, you obviously took on the coaching role yep. first year. Was it a natural progression for you to make that move from teaching into coaching?
1: Yeah, it's just something always, um, you know, throughout my playing days at South Adelaide, collect, I've collected a lot of different drills and just resources, I suppose, just for that transition, yep. which I sort of, uh, yeah, hope to one day um, get involved in. And um, I sort of said, no, at the first, I said, oh, I'll just come up here and just, um, yeah, have a kick. And they sort of asked again, and I thought, oh, we well, might as well have a go. And um, yeah I was probably a little bit, uh, struggled a bit at first but I sort of think I grew into the role that first year but mm-hmm. I think going back now, we made the, obviously made the grand final that year and um, we started alright and Wapery got on the top of us in the end but you know, going back now, what I knew 10 years later when I'm a bit older, I'd like to think um, yeah I would have coached probably slightly differently and probably a bit more defensively to be honest and um, yeah. who knows what could have happened.
0: So what, what do you remember from that, that day, I've still sort of got a vague memory of it, um, being involved in the B grade the side of that day. Yep. Um, but Wakery mostly had it their way th- most of that. Um
1: After a quarter time, like we, I remember Ash Monty, who's a superstar for us obviously, and um, I reckon he kicked a big screwy first. Like We had a goal 30 seconds in, mm. um, but then it was pretty even, we battled a bit, um, Wakery just on top. I think we just got back, sort of uh, maybe a couple of goals down, um, three quarter time. We were going forward, just sort of getting the momentum back. Um, Started the last quarter, then yeah, a few things happened, and yeah, they ended up winning probably four or five goals, I think. Yeah. It's hard to come back when you're that far behind. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it is, but um, disappointing. Yeah
0: how would you find the RFL compared to both Sandford footy and great Southern football was it different different style
1: yeah certainly I think different you have to adapt. Uh, yeah I think you do I think all leagues are different um, certainly coming out of the sandful you know it's fast it's physical it's you know you got some big bodies around you the RFL I think's a lot more open well it certainly is these days anyway and uh, um, I, probably, I think back in 07 there was sorry a bit more physical uh, a bit more contested footy I think it's hard to compare um, year to year, but uh, I think now it's a lot younger. Yeah, bigger bodies back then. Uh, Yeah, it's very open, it's not very physical anymore. Um, So it's a bit of a different style. Great Southern footy, you've got a bit of both. Um, A lot of, most half the sides are probably XS NFL. Um, So it's a lot more structured, um, a lot more physical and tight, but when it gets out on the outside, it's very quick as well. But um, yeah, great Southern to be uh, one of the best leagues getting around.
0: You're listening to Riverland 40 Folklore. Our special guest today is Lee Kruger. In 2008, you were awarded with Murray Malley Barrier Selection. So good was your carnival, you can, we were named captain of SA Country. That was an honour you would also go on to achieve for the next two years. You loved pulling on that blue Guernsey, didn't you, for SA Country?
1: Yeah, for sure. I loved um, just the different characters you got to meet and just to see the different ways everyone went about it. But just that next level as well. I just really thrived on that challenge that. I suppose it presented. You always get a bit nervous. You think, oh, you know, can I cut it still? And um, Yeah, love just, um, yeah, what an honour representing South Australia Um, and to play on some of the ovals that we did, to play with some of the players and against some of the players that I was lucky enough to, yeah, play with and against. Um, Certainly something I'll cherish forever.
0: And All-Australian, named All-Australian captain as well. I imagine that ranks pretty highly.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, to be captain of your state, um, you know, that's... A massive honor and uh, i was lucky enough to lead some terrific players a lot of guys that have you know done some amazing things in footy and uh, to go away in 2010 we had a, we had a really good side um you know, never made i don't think sa had ever made a final before and um, to get to get into the final against vic they obviously smashed us they were an unbelievable team um but uh, i was lucky enough to have a pretty good carnival i thought in 08 we went to um shepparton yep. and uh, I was okay, but I thought I could have played better, so I really made sure, 2010 I was prepared, you know, a lot more, a lot fitter, and uh, yeah, went away in 2010 to Canberra and uh, led the boys to the final and uh, I was lucky enough to have able yeah, get a couple of kicks myself.
0: Yep. Obviously a very talented footballer, but a little birdie tells me he did so despite having a very, very plain and some would say ordinary diet. A few cheese pizzas, veggie munch, uh, on that sort of thing, is that yeah, for,
1: I don't know where you get that from, but <laughs> I could probably uh, guess, yeah, Friday nights, so I still remember Nick Hadjikostas, he was a uh, fitness coach there at South towards the end, and uh, I was probably one of the fittest at the club, I'd run the highest beep test, and uh, he goes, mate, what's going on? You, you're uh, you, probably the fittest bloke at the club, but you've got some of the poor skin folds getting around, so I said... <laughs> Yeah, probably don't look after myself. I used to Friday night, I'd uh, make sure I get in a really positive frame of mind, mate, with a pack of chips and. Uh... <laughs>
0: 2009, you guys were probably the team to beat most of that year. Um, had a pretty talented side, guys like yourself. It. Pete Smith was playing then. Jamal, I reckon Jamal Little was around as well.
1: Possibly, yeah. Shane yeah.
0: Schubert. Shane Schubert. Yeah. yeah. Um, grand final day. It was a yeah. crazy day, wasn't it? The yeah, where was
1: it? Start, was oh, geez, it was. It. Oh, was Hot. It was windy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we always knew they ran Mark on their day. Like they had, a, they had a good side. We always knew on their day if they bought their A game, yeah. they would have been hard to beat. Um, unfortunately, Pete Smith had done a hamstring, I reckon. That's right. I'm sure, it was yeah leading into the final, the you know towards the back end of the series. So he wasn't fit. He could hardly move. Um, yeah, we 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 got belted. Um Right from the get go. I think might have kicked against the wind first quarter, which didn't help. Yeah. Maddie Martinson, he wore me locker glove all day, I couldn't get a kick myself. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, but that was too good.
0: You look back on that one now and go and go, and maybe that was the one that got away, given, I don't well, Loxton I don't think he's played in the grand final since.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, I just, yeah, Well, we weren't really in it, so it's hard to say, well, I think mm. that was too good. Mm. I think if we go back to 07, reckon I still reckon we could have yeah. got that one if we did it a bit differently will be awake with a very good side, um, but yeah, I don't know, that was, just, that was too good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So in 2015, Krugs, you, you lost your old man to a, a tragic cycling accident. I can only imagine it must have been incredibly tough given he was taken far too soon.
1: Yeah, well, he was, you know, that was before I started coaching too, so he was always pretty keen to help out, followed my footy very closely. Um, yeah, massive support for me and... Um, Yeah, no, that was tough, Um, you know, it still is tough to this day, Um, but yeah, so um, he was a massive influence on my footy and certainly a lot of the stuff, I still remember him when I was a young kid, he'd be out there mowing the lawn, delivering his speeches, (laughs) Um, um, you know, when he was practising his speeches when he was mowing the lawn, I thought that was quite funny at the time, but uh, you know, they used to call me Little Krugs, I'd always be in the corner of the change rooms and uh, yeah, while he was coaching, so Yeah, massive influence and you he, he was a teacher as well. Yeah, yeah. he was a teacher high school teacher down at Victor Harbour um, Yeah, he's was he was pretty much there steps. basically taught there his whole life and Yeah, I sort of did follow in his footsteps in the end. He was um, sort of English teacher uh, a bit of history But uh, yeah, I couldn't not interested in that stuff, yeah. but uh, much rather teach PE uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: So obviously had a, a major influence on you as a footballer, but yep. probably as a person as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, a lot of the skills and um, the values that I suppose um, you know I try to instill on my kids today were certainly uh, instilled in by being be uh, by him. So um, yeah, just a a great man, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, sorely missed now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Two thousand and thirteen you and Loxton played in that infamous uh, semi-final against Wakery. Can you tell, tell me your memories of that? Because it was a bit of a controversial day from memory and it uh, yeah. um, didn't go Loxton's way, unfortunately.
1: I should get Raph Little to talk to you because he tells us about it all the time. <laughs> the only kick he had all day, I think. But, uh, yeah, it was a close game all game. Um, and then, uh, obviously, overtime. Uh, I'm not sure you know, how I got to overtime, but anyway... I'm not sure if Ash Monty had taken all these. He took these unbelievable marks at one after the other. It was either in overtime or it was just before the end of the game to um, yeah, to keep, it, keep us in the game. And um, obviously Raf, I think he marked the footy about 30 out and um, yeah, he was uh, sort of gave him a bit of a chat and he always reckons it was going through and obviously it did. And yeah, there was obviously controversy after, but oh, well, you, can't, you can't go changed too much I think it was to do with uh, time on time off sort of yeah, stuff and yep. yeah yeah it is what it is and
0: so it was just a crazy weekend though because obviously the other semi-finals also yeah. oh, I can't remember anything like that in my time here in the river now
1: nah, that'd be unheard of wouldn't it yeah yeah Two so, days in one weekend. <clears throat> but then you know I think it was was it the year after or was it 2015 we had another draw mm. um waker as well wasn't it? waker as well at, yeah. uh, at red mark
0: so it was yeah crazy really unbelievable we spoke about rep footy before, and you've obviously long for a long time been an advocate of it. Yep. Someone say you coached Easton's own uh, team a couple of years ago. Yep. So, what is it about representing, um, a, you know, Rivland or Eastern or SA country at a higher level that appeals to you so yeah. much? It's so special to
1: you. I just thrive on the challenge. I think. I think. Um, you know, that's where reputations are made too. I think. I um. I mean, I struggle to comprehend how some players, you know, that obviously everyone finds their level and, you know, there's going to be some champions at Riverland level and then can't get a kick in the next. And I think that's where you've got to test yourself, um, you know, until you've done it and done it consistently. I think, um, you know, the the query's still out there. So, um, you know, I certainly encourage, and it makes you better footballer. You come back a better player. Um, You meet some amazing people. um, But just the the challenge is probably what I thrived on. I sort of... Yeah, sometimes you get a bit stale just playing country footy in your hometown, and I think uh, to get out of your comfort zone and test yourself against, you know, other good players, I think that's um, yeah, that's the thing that I really enjoyed.
0: Who is the who's the best player you played with and against in the Riverland Football
1: League? In the Riverland Footy League, geez, that's a tough question. <laughs> it's been I a few good ones yeah, over the one I still think Ash Montgomery's probably the best that I played with. I mean, I was lucky enough to play with some good players, but uh, you know, I gotta be careful what I say here. But Ash Monty, I think. Um, on his day, he was he was unbelievable. He could do anything. He took the hangers. Big he kicks. was strong. He was you know could read the play. Could sit behind the foot. He could take a hanger up front. He could ruck. He was just a good player. Um, played against. Um, I mean, if we go right back to when I started, Mark Kruger. He was a good player. I mean, mm-hmm. no, like no relation, but he was. Yep. Um, he hit the scoreboard. Um, and there's been some obviously, you know, some guys with longevity as well, your Stevos and Saf and Pickles and some of those guys. Um Michael Bratton I thought was very good, Josh Keller, some of those Waker guys. Um yeah, some of the Barmer boys that Smarty that played here for, for quite a while. He was just ultra consistent. Um mm-hmm. yeah, there's been some has been some good players. Um, Dan Proud's probably um yeah, I wrote very highly at and North. I just thought he in, in tight he was one of the best I'd seen, um, you know, in its stoppage. Um, Crum in the forty, I thought he was very, very good player. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of good players. Absolutely. Who, who was probably the, the toughest player or the bloke you hated playing against
0: because you knew you were in for a tough day?
1: Um, some of the Barmer mints were pretty. Um, I remember once we had, um, I think there was maybe Jakey Smith, Mao Greenwood. Not sure if um, Villas was still going there. Were these mm-hmm. big bodies, and you just couldn't. You couldn't shake him. Like we'd be winning the ruck, you would get first use, and then just bang. You just couldn't break the tackle. So you'd always know it was a yeah going to be a tough physical day against the, some of those big bodies. Um, but yeah, some of the guys that um, run with you every now and then, you'd, um, you you just knew that it was going to be a long day at the office.
0: Yeah. And if you had to look back on your whole career, yep. from Victor all the way through to coaching at Locksley yep. now, what would be your, what
1: would be your proudest moment? Proudest moments. Um, yeah, I don't know um, it's a tough on a league debut was a good one um, yeah that's always you know something that you aspire to and, and you, you get there um, but probably just the when you play well I just think um, you know in your team some of those great team games um, yeah and obviously you know that feather in your cap of being state captain all Australian all Australian captain um, yeah certainly something when you when you look at that Guernsey on the wall or it's yeah. Certainly something I'm pretty proud of.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, you're obviously in the coaching now, but you help run the uh, Loxton District Oz Kick as well. Yep. That's something you really enjoy as well, giving back to those young kids.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's certainly challenging, it presents yeah. as challenges, but uh, it's great just to see the kids out there having a bit of fun. I mean, I've got three boys myself, and uh, we spend a lot of time, uh, yeah, just kicking the footy around, I think, um, for young kids to get out there and just enjoy it. But I think it's also just trying to teach them something as well. Um, you know, you see so many. I get the nerves coming out now. <laughs> Where they go? You see so many. Um, you know, I'm I'm very much about technique, but um, you see so many different techniques and so many uh, yeah awful techniques out there. I think uh, you know, there's just some simple things that some of these kids can do, which is certainly going to help them. And uh, if I can yeah just give them a bit of a hand and point them in the right direction, that's uh, yeah pretty rewarding as well.
0: Beautiful. So into our last section mate, the Fast Five, and as I pre-warned you, you've, you've been stitched up here by a couple of ex-mates, so a couple of questions for you, elaborate as much as you want or as little, little as you want mate, but um, yep. here we go, so <laughs> true or false, when you lived in a share house when you were younger, did you used to cut the front lawn with a pair of scissors?
1: <laughs> this just sounds more and more like young Josh Vick, uh, you've got to be here, <laughs> but uh, Close to, used to get a bit of I'm very uh, passionate about my lawn, so look out there now it's a bit frostbitten but uh, I've got the old scop on them which is the old roller mower, but yeah no nah, i well, not quite with the scissors, but uh, <laughs> young Mr. Josh Vick used to park his car on there do be headed. get the lawn looking pristine and yeah. Comes along runs <laughs> Um
0: Does Nadia deserve a second teaching degree for doing
1: all your work during in the last two years of your course? Yeah, not sure where you got that from. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's probably pretty close to it, though. Uh, she certainly did uh, help me get through um, my uni degree, and yep. uh, yeah, I probably had to change most of her assignments, though. They they ended up uh, going from distinction to high distinction, so I must have done, Must have done something right.
0: <laughs> Is it true you compare your abilities as a leader and player with Luke Hodge?
1: <laughs> no, that's what Kevin Sheedy said. I think that's what. Uh, that's where you've got that one from. No, uh, I think. Uh, no, I'd love to use Luke Hodge, what a player, what a leader. Um, you know, this is the massive difference he made at Brisbane. Um, yeah, no, I'm not quite in Luke Hodge's um, league, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that'd be, uh, yeah, it'd be good to be like him. And
0: speaking of the Lions, did you jump on the Lions bandwagon for the three-peat <laughs> and then hop off again when they went the into rebuild mode? Well, <laughs> As you're a Geelong supporter now, are you?
1: Yeah, a, I was a Gary Ablett fanatic, so I, I still claim that I was a Gary Ablett fanatic when he stopped playing. I went and supported Michael Voss. And then Gary Junior comes, so that's that was just that little three year. I've just got a great little three year window there where I've got three flags for the Lions. But. And lastly, mate,
0: have you, have you ever shaved your chest and covered yourself in alligator antiseptic balm, pre- preventing
1: grenades? Um, geez, I went for the streamline look there for a while, Yeah. and uh, I'm not sure if it made any Michael difference. <laughs> we went, uh, yeah, just the uh, the perks of living in a house with five boys, I suppose. You were. Yeah. Uh, you do some strange things.
0: <laughs> Beautiful, mate. I appreciate your uh, your honesty there, because there's a few doozies out there. <laughs> Ian, but um, no, it's great to chat to you, and um, yeah, it's been a, been a wonderful career and still going, obviously with the coaching, mate. So um, all the best for 2021 and, and beyond.
1: Yeah, no, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Yes.